Good evening and welcome to Get Real with Ralph. I am your humble host, Ralph Nudie, coming to you live from the studios of AM 1050 WLIP in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And tonight we're simulcast live from Kenosha to the Canary Islands and everywhere across the world at WLIP.com. Slow, uh, slow news cycle this week. Anybody been paying attention? If you have, you've noticed nothing happened. And if you haven't, you haven't missed much. It's all the same, blah, blah, blah. Same talking points. You've heard it all before. Today, we're going to talk about some local issues. For example, why can't they get this highway straight? The number of deaths on I-94 between Kenosha and Milwaukee is up over 100% for the second year in a row where it was the five years previous. We're going to talk about that. Also, we're going to talk about playing Monopoly, the socialist way. Great musical guests in the studio. We have the band Would You Kindly, which are set to perform at the September 28th Songs of Freedom Music Festival. They've got a small trio here in the office today, and they're going to play a little acoustic set for us as well. And we're going to be talking a little bit about what's going on in the world of anti-human trafficking on this episode of Get Real with Ralph. Folks, let's get real. In the studio today, I have with me my trusty producer, Mr. Jim Selovich. How are you doing, Jim? Good evening, Mr. Nudie. How are you, sir? Fantastic. As you can see, we're operating on a little bit of a skeleton crew today. We don't have our uh, regular video producer. Right. Raynell Owens is off on his honeymoon. Ooh, I guess that's a good excuse to uh, miss tonight. It's a great excuse to miss tonight, and I tried to figure out the tech myself to put this on YouTube, and yeah. i got to say, it's uh, it's challenging. It's called job security for him. You know, <laughs> it's just, you know, he's just uh, all about uh, what's happening here. And we've got some new equipment in the studio here today as well. New, new microphones sound a little bit different. They do. I'm standing further away from it trying to figure out how to, it, it looks like a... It looks like a foreign object compared it, to It, it looks like a, a, a robot from uh, from uh, Lost in Space. There's no artificial intelligence in this thing, is there? No. Well, yes. there is no intelligence in this in this studio whatsoever. So, I think we're okay. Uh, last night we were at a um, benefit for Kenosha Forgotten Friends, which is a nonprofit locally that. Uh, fosters animals that don't have homes until they can be permanently adopted nice. out which is uh which means they're not sitting in a shelter in a cage somewhere and uh it is an organization that my aunt uh has supported over the years and mm-hmm. my grandfather so they had a they had a 
murder mystery dinner hmm. at, you were uh, me. at the Parkway Chateau mm-hmm. last last night. And, uh, you know, it was interesting. You know, of course, the crazy cat lady was the whodunit in the end. Not not to spoil it. Spoiler alert. Yet. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm sure it changes every time. I'm sure it does. Yeah. I'm sure it does. But uh, it was, uh, you know. Interesting. It was it was an interesting yeah, night, yeah, good meal, yeah. and and you know went to support a good cause, and uh, right, you know, right, we're right. always up for we're always up for helping out our community, and then today over at our real estate office at EXP Realty on 39th, we had a a second day of a school supply drive for the oh, privileged neat. children. Okay, so we had uh, I had my 11 year old out there and my seven year old, and then my business partner's kids are out there cooking hot dogs, nice, giving away hot dogs and soda and chips and balloons and and collecting school supplies to uh, give to the children, which is going to actually be presented on Tuesday night at the... Um, at the tu- band show. At the band show, yeah. Tu- yeah. Tuesday. What do they call that? Tuesday at the band show? Yeah, that's what it's called. Oh, that's I'm pretty sure. Pretty yeah. simple name, isn't it? It is pretty simple. It's pretty yeah. idiot-proof. So, yeah. You don't need IA for that, or AI. So, I guess um, the band Boys Boys and Toys Boys and Toys are jamming yeah. uh, Tuesday night. John yeah. and his band, so... Johnny and the Boys. Haven't heard them play yet this year. Really? It seems I've, like seen, I've seen them twice already. Every time they're playing somewhere, I have some sort of scheduling conflict, mm-hmm. and I have to be somewhere else. But they're right. they're a fun band to watch. Yeah, absolutely. They're um, they're seasoned. They're a seasoned band. That's not to say they're old. But I'm gonna say they're seasoned. Well, if 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 you if you're calling them older, you're calling us old. That's a problem with it well, now. Johnny's still older than me, so I can <laughs> I can still say that. Yeah, well, he 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 can still throw it down. Oh, I'm telling you what, he's uh, an amazing uh, amazing musician and. Uh, Always gets, always puts on a good show. I've never seen a bad show with Boys and Toys. Never. I can't, I can't say that I have either. Last week was the doo-wop daddies. And, uh, yeah, how was that? I didn't get a chance to get over there. I had to go to a dentist. I had to go to the dentist at they, 6 p.m. They they still have got it going on as well. Yeah. Uh, when the uh, Do you know who the lead singer is, the guy that? Uh, not offhand. Uh, it's... He does a fantastic Frankie Valley. Really? Mean, he really? Okay. Yeah, he really puts it out there. I just heard was... nothing but good things about that band. I mean, you know, I've seen them a couple times. Yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely see them again as well. And uh, and this... folks, uh, and it's, it's a great event, well, uh, well attended. It is. I mean, it's free. So. Tuesdays at the Shell. That's what it is. That's it. Tuesdays yeah. at the Shell. Tuesdays at the Shell. I knew that it was something. I was looking for it on the internet. I couldn't find it and just mm-hmm. kind of popped in my head. But Tuesdays at the Shell is mm-hmm. the, the property. From 6 to 8 p.m. 6 to 8. And is this the last week of peanut butter and jam? I believe they only go through August and they're done. I, I believe so. So, yeah, la- yeah, Labor Day is uh, It's always, it's is always July through August. Yep, I'm July pretty sure every, every Thursday. So they end of that Thursday, and of course they have the the Cheese of Palooza Festival. Are they doing uh, that Labor Day weekend? Is that coming up Labor Day weekend? Uh, that's next weekend. That's know. next weekend already. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Amazing, isn't it? It's it's crazy. It it's, this, it depends on who you ask. Crazy good or crazy bad? But my wife is back to work tomorrow as a as a teacher. Oh yeah, and there it is. Um, that's bittersweet. I think mm-hmm. that as much as she is excited about you know being back with her her uh, teammates and with and with the kids mm-hmm. uh i i think she's going to miss the summer you know spending it you know, yeah. sp- spending with her own kids mm-hmm. it just goes by so quickly it, was, it does i mean there's just so many weekends in summer and there's just so much to do i mean there's uh, so much to do that you can't i mean every weekend this summer i've had booked except this weekend this you know one, i always right had now. something going on i always had something happening or something going on a gig or you know what have you, a uh, festival to work at, or or do what have you. Um, but this is the first weekend, I, I, and next weekend I don't have anything really, really cooking. But I'm going to make the rounds because I got Monday off. So 
Well, that's fantastic. Uh, also, uh, we're going to be talking, as I, as I brought up earlier, we're going to be talking about the situation on the highway, which yeah. seems to be getting increasingly worse. But uh, I just got word that um, our local sheriff, Dave Beth, may be, may be calling in. Oh, awesome. The coordinating with us here as well. Okay. Uh, and, and last, of course, we're talking about Woogie Kindly, who's going to be uh, coming up yeah. as well. I love naming that band. I, um, would you kindly? Would you kindly? What a great name! And it's so polite. I can't wait to hear from them where where that name came from. Yeah. In the news today, um, or actually about three days ago, Hasbro came up with a new variation of Monopoly. I heard about this, and it's been just blowing up Twitter. It is a socialist Monopoly where the only way to really win is to cheat. Okay. That's pretty much what they tell you right in it. It's an adult party edition. Has players uh, moving around the board, and they get to contribute to community projects unless okay. they can find a way to steal the project to get ahead. Interesting. <laughs> I had a little chuckle uh, w- when I heard that. But I'll tell you, the bigger chuckle to me is just absolutely how angry mm. socialists seem to be about this game. Well. It's almost as if, you know, insulting socialism could make you a thought criminal. Well, I mean, how many are, how many are really, really up in arms about it? It's hundreds? Well, you it's, know, it's, I mean, you know, it, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, socialism has such a different meaning nowadays. It, 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 it is, but, I, you know, it, it, I find it's, it's lost on me that parody isn't even funny anymore. <laughs> you can't, you can't tell, you can't tell the, the parodies from the real news anymore. It's like, I'll, I'll read The Onion. You know, I love and the onion. I told you why. I love I, I love the onion. It's a, it's like it, it's so bizarre. It could be true. Well, that's if, what I'm kind of looking. I mean, and it is true to a certain point. Obviously, you know, they're going to do different. You know, they're going to present it a different way. If you hang around the kind of conspiracy theorists that that I seem to attract, um, you can understand why some people might actually believe the onion when they mm-hmm. read it. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Interesting. I'm just I'm just sad that Mad Magazine's going away. Elf, good old Alfred. Yeah, you know it's a it's a um, it's a sad day. I have a I have a coworker who looks just like Alfred E. Newman. Do you really? Oh, we 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 give him we give him crap all the time about it. He doesn't worry, does he? No, nah, he, nah, I don't nah. think I don't I don't I don't think that I don't think that he cares either way. <laughs> so Mad Magazine's going away. And I'm, you know, it's, I know it's been in the news. I think it was announced like a month ago. It was, it was. Oh, by the way, did you hear about? Did you hear about Joe Walsh? You know Joe Walsh is right. Joe, Joe, who doesn't know who Joe Walsh is? I'm telling you what, because he is one of my favorite guys. No, 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 not that Joe Walsh. No, no not let, the, let, this is the Joe Walsh I love. Let this play for a minute, and I'll tell you a story about this Joe Walsh. Ah. Because you just can't turn Joe Walsh off when you turn him on. I actually met this Joe Walsh. Did you? I had a buddy who met this Joe Walsh. Yeah, I met this one as well. That's what I'm saying. I met him in 19... You talk about this Joe Walsh This here? Joe Walsh, this Joe Walsh right playing here. Gu- been good to me so far. Playing the guitar, okay. Summer of 1993, he came and played a show on Lackland Air Force Base, where, okay. I, where I was a law enforcement specialist back then, and uh, I got voluntold to uh, do security for the show. Okay. Which was really cool because we ended up doing backstage security. All right, never mind the smell type of thing. Just never mind that smell coming from his dressing room. Standing right behind the guy, probably from you know 15 feet away, and I noticed that the bottom of his microphone stand, below the microphone, mm-hmm. about halfway up, he had a platform 
that was taped to it with gaffer tape, and it was a cup holder. Oh, okay. And in that cup holder was a big old tall glass of something, and then it had a super long straw mm-hmm. that was taped all the way up the microphone stand, all the way up the side of the <laughs> microphone, so that he could literally put his lips on the straw and suck whatever alcoholic beverage he was drinking <laughs> while he was singing. And Now, that's, that's commitment. That is absolute commitment. But no, I'm not talking about this uh, Joel Walsh. I, I, I'm talking about the former uh, U.S. Representative uh, Joel. Hi, uh, that guy. Yeah, from Barrington, Illinois, not too far from here, yeah, Chicago right suburb. In our backyard. And uh, he has decided that he is going to run as a public, uh, as a Republican for president uh, against the sitting president and challenge him in the primaries. Okay. So that is now the second one, and already he's got himself in some hot water for some some past comments, and it's it's all it's all blowing up in his face, and it hasn't even started yet. Hasn't even gotten off the ground. Of course, of course. I mean, stuff's going to get blown up, blown out of proportion. You know, things are going to start. You know, the mudslinging is going to start. It always does. It always does. It's it's. Uh... Well, we're going to go to a break in a minute, and we are. When we come back, uh, I want to talk about what's going on on I ninety four between the state line and Milwaukee. We're going to a break right now. We're going to a break soon. Uh, Ten minutes. <laughs> you got 10 minutes in you? Do I have 10 minutes? Oh. I know you got 10 minutes in you, buddy. I'm looking at the wrong clock here. Yeah, you are. I was looking at the shot clock. Not, no, not, not, don't look I at was, the shot clock. I was looking at the shot the clock, shot, not the game the clock. One, the, one, the one in parentheses, that's how much time it, it, it is left in the hour. Oh. You see, now the time off to decide is only 20 after 8. Gotcha. It's usually we take our breaks around 8.35-ish. So... You got 15 minutes in you. I know well, you know what? We're going to jump on the subject now, then. And All right, then let's we'll, do it. Then we'll cover, uh, you know, when we come back, I've got the other one. But um, there was another accident. This is, this is this absolutely unbelievable, what's, what's happening on the interstate in Racine County. It's absolutely unbelievable. You know, a 40-year-old truck driver from Milwaukee was on his normal route, headed south on Interstate I-94 through Racine County. He was a truck driver for five years, loved his job, knew his route well, and uh, went to make a... A lane change and collided with a construction barrier. Overcorrected, crashed in the median wall, mm. pushed it in the northbound lanes. That was just uh, that was the one on June nineteenth yep. that we heard about. That was Remember the big that? one. That All was right. a big one. Yep. Now since then, since then there have been a litany of additional accidents. The total number of accidents. So this is this is really interesting. From two thousand ten to two thousand seventeen, we averaged two hundred and four, uh, two hundred three point eight accidents per year. Mm. In 2018, that jumped to 444 accidents. Now, whenever they talk about construction costs Mm -hmm. and they talk about the economic benefit and they talk about the dollars they put in, I've never once heard them talk about the additional loss of life. Yeah. Because uh, that's happening as a result of that. Right. I mean, if you got truck drivers and they're driving for years, they can't handle that or or uh i'm trying to look for the word you know trying to maneuver have you been on that road it is i have not been on that road and i will not go on that road i got friends of mine from milwaukee when are you coming up to visit i i don't know i'm gonna take the long route i'm gonna i'm gonna take uh 32 up to 38 whatever and and just come up the back way i am finding more more ways i i don't understand why they have that many lanes across if if it's gonna be if if they're going to do that work and have the road be that skinny maybe they need to have it down to two instead of trying to still fit three lanes they've got to do something you come across these medians and th- the distance between the yellow line mm-hmm. and that wall, in some cases, looks like about four inches. Yeah. Four yeah. inches. Yep. 
it's way too it's it's way too too tight and and plus you know and obviously you gotta take a look at you know inattentive driving uh people uh, talk not so much talking on their phones because i do hands-free now everybody should do hands-free Talking on their phones, looking at their phones, Look, figuring out the GPS their phone, on their phone, right. whatever it happens and, to be. And driving too fast. I mean, it just don't you don't understand driving fast through a zone like that. How many things can go wrong? How much? How much your your uh, uh, your reaction time is slowed down? And it just takes one mistake to, and it's over. I was coming back with my entire family. The day before yesterday, getting off in the exit ramp on um, Highway S. Okay. And the truck came a foot into my lane. Oh, Lord. A foot mm. into my lane. And there was no room to go to the mm. right. And, uh, you know, I had, already, I had already committed to the lane because I was in sure. exiting mode, going, going be- below even the posted construction speed limit. Yeah, yeah. This guy passes me on the right like I'm standing still, and then his trailer just fishtails right into me mm. i thought for a moment there that it was it was going to be over. oh yeah curtains yeah i mean it's, it's scary it is really really scary like i say i will not drive you know unless i absolutely positively have to drive on that interstate it through that corridor i will but i will take the extra time it takes to drive i don't know you know just i work in racine let's say if i was going to milwaukee after work in racine i would just shoot up douglas avenue 32. I'll just take it. I'll take the lake route. Yeah. I'm, I cut over. Next thing you know, I'm on Kinnikinnick. I'm in Bayview, whatever. You know, that's fine. Yeah, I don't it's, mind that. It, it takes, you know, it's it's a little longer drive. It's definitely more scenic. Very much so. But it's worth it's worth staying away. <laughs> it's worth staying alive. It's for, right. worth staying alive. Yeah. I mean, I just can't see how it can keep, continue like this. Well, here's what's aggravating. This is our second season now. Mm-hmm. I have seen no significant improvement in the conditions, at least in our stretch. Right. I don't see people working there at night. I don't see people working there on Saturdays and Sundays. I don't see people moving with a sense of urgency. Right. I don't see either of our sheriff's departments, our county boards doing anything to change the rules. For example... Why would you allow a truck, a semi truck, mm-hmm. to ride in any lane other that, than the far that, right is lane? Is that more the DOT than the than this than yeah. the than the local? If, if it is, they got to be jumping well, down because screaming, it's got to be right passing right. a local it ordinance be, that says uh, it, might, it might be out of the sheriff's hands. You know, we don't know. I, I, well, I, I don't know. No, but I'd like to know. Right. You know, from all of them, why don't we have some sort of county ordinance? Why aren't mm-hmm. we pushing for a state statute that says in a construction zone or in this construction mm-hmm. zone, every truck has to be in the far right lane. They mm-hmm. have to be going slower because these trucks are too. These trucks are bigger than the lanes yeah. that they're driving in, and nobody seems to care. I mean, double the traffic accidents. It's just now starting mm-hmm. to get attention. It always has to go that way, doesn't it? And always I, have to go that way after there's accidents, after there's loss of life. And that, oh, well, maybe we should do something about this. And I wonder, when they're doing a cost-benefit analysis of a project like this, are they, are they merely looking at dollars or are they looking at the human cost? Because hmm. human lives are getting lost now at, the, at this point, too, yes. as, as a result of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So how do, you, how do you factor that in? How many lives is it worth to make our life a little more convenient so that we can, we can get there faster? Well, it's uh, what's that construction for? And anyways, what is that construction all about? Well, it's all about Foxconn. It's all about Foxconn. Yeah. Which so, we don't even know. We don't even know if it's happening or not. Yeah. That somebody told me the the operative uh, 
word and Foxconn is con. Um, so we don't really, I don't know. Well, I, I, I have, yeah, I, I'm on the fence with this whole thing. I, I try not to take sides being in. in well, if you're a Lenny listener, he calls it FoxyCon. Yeah, I, yeah FoxyCon. I, 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 got a, I get a little chuckle. Well, out I, of that I, do know, I, I do know of, uh, uh, I guess there are still a couple uh, houses, uh, land that people are not giving up. That's what I've seen. Yeah, I do know one of them. Really? Oh, yeah. He has, he has to have someone around there all the time. He, he travels for work. Yeah. He has to have somebody in his home because they'll come in. They'll come into his home. Yeah. No, they'll, they'll, I don't know, the, the, the imminent domain type of thing, you know, that, that type of thing. I mean, he's, he's, not, he's not selling. He says, screw you. I, I'm staying where I'm at. It's going to be it's going to be difficult for for uh, mm-hmm. somebody to do that though because there's already right. there's already a Supreme Court precedent and uh, unfortunately there there was a Supreme Court eminent domain case mm-hmm. a couple of years ago I remember this I, I believe it was in Texas mm-hmm. where they they took land used eminent domain to hand it over to a private developer mm-hmm. to redevelop and they still got away with it yeah. which isn't what the intention of eminent domain was ever supposed to be in the first place. Exactly. The intention is supposed to be when it is for a public purpose that is needed. A highway is a public purpose, mm-hmm. a public purpose that is needed. Mm-hmm. So if they're able to get away with it to hand land off to a private private enterprise. Yeah. You come back here and you look at this case and they're just doing it for a public highway. Uh, at the end of the day that's going to be a losing case, unfortunately, uh, because right now it doesn't seem like our federal government or our state government really is investing itself back into the idea of property owners' rights. Hmm. That seems to be a thing of the past. Okay. Even when you look at zoning laws, even when you look at just about everything else that's going on, property owners' rights seem to be less and less important uh, overall to, to every level of government. And I wonder how far those rights are going to erode before there's a strong enough public outcry on a on a, on a national level mm-hmm. where people start to pay attention to it. Right. And part of the problem is a lot of voters aren't property owners. It's true. And a lot of the other voters are the people that are part of the corporate entity that wants to take from the property owners. So when this happens, the people that the people that are most likely to be affected by this are middle America. Mm-hmm. The people Stuck in the middle. That's why we call it that. Every, you know, every single That's week. Why we always play it. And it leads me back to this: that on both extremes, people are being radicalized against each other. And then your average Joe, your average Bob, your mm-hmm. your, your 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 police, your police officer, your firefighter, your teacher, your 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 guy down the street that is, uh, you know, the chief bottle washer over mm-hmm. at Coca Cola. These are the guys. These are the gals that end up getting getting hurt. Every time, every time we pass the law, doesn't matter which side, mm-hmm. which side starts crying out that they need something. No matter what happens, in the, in the end, the guy stuck in the middle just gets gets the shaft on all of this. It's always been that way. Here, it's it's the property owners along KR. It's the taxpayers that are driving from wherever they happen to be, Kenosha to Milwaukee, wherever, mm-hmm. that are stuck having to worry about whether they're going to die on the highway. And if they're not going to die on the highway, you know, are we going to get where we're going even on time or at all? There have been several times we've had to go somewhere and the entire mm-hmm. highway is shut down. And at the end of the day, these construction companies are getting fed on these contracts mm-hmm. and they don't really care whether or not Foxconn's going to happen or yeah. not. They've already gotten paid by then. Mm-hmm. These developers will have already gotten paid by then. And the taxpayers, if we do get stuck holding the bag, we get stuck holding the bag with no benefit. But the people that said it was going to benefit us 
they're not going to give they're not going to give away the benefit they made in order to make it happen. Nope. This is not unique to any political party. This is mm-hmm. not unique to to any agenda. It just keeps happening to us. It's a big land grab. Basically, I mean, you know, there's, I, I don't know. Well, my buddy, he's holding out. He's just, you know, he's one of the last ones, and he he's not giving up. Well, you know, we'll have to we'll have to go inter- we'll have to go out there with some cameras and talk to him. Tell you what, you a, know, if he's in town, absolutely. That might be an interesting. Absolutely. That, that might be an interesting story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, the story here is uh, get real with Ralph, my friends. We're going to take a break here in a minute. And uh, what have we got coming up yet? We've got that band coming up there. We've got. Would you, you're gonna, you're gonna love these guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. Am I? Am I? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And the listeners. They're they're good kids. Good kids. They're all good kids. Good kids. Yeah, good kids coming on Sunday. You gonna play some music for us, man? All right. That's. I had to do it. I had. <laughs> I had you know. <laughs> back well, back after the break. And we're back here in the studios of AM 1050 WLIP. You're listening to Get Real with Ralph, your host, Ralph Nudie here. Also, simulcast live tonight on WLIP.com. We'll be back next week on YouTube at GetRealWithRalph.com, and you'll also be able to catch the rebroadcast of this episode there or any of your favorite podcast sources. Relive the magic. Relive the magic. Just look for Get Real with Ralph. This is uh this is not the king. This is the other Elvis, isn't it? This is the other Elvis. This is uh, Elvis Costello. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, it's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Elvis 65 Costello. Sixty-five years old. Is that it? That's all. He was That's... he was the one of the younger ones came out. Maybe he came out in like seventy-seven. He came out. I don't remember seventy-seven. I Jim. do. I'm surprised I, I you do. remember seventy-seven. Yeah, parts, not because bit, you were young, but because bit, of maybe the things yeah, you were doing. Bits and pieces. Bits and pieces. <laughs> all the good stuff I remember. All the good stuff. But we'll be hearing uh, Elvis Casella bumper music throughout our show today. Fantastic. I met him once. You did? Yeah, backstage at a show in Chicago. And it was uh, a number of years ago. And uh, I had 10th row seats with backstage passes. Thank you, John Perry, if you're listening. Um, JP hooked you up. Oh, he'll be. It's not our format, okay? Right. But uh, he's like one of my heroes. I really wanted to see him. So I've known JP for years. You know, when he had his other name. Sure. So I've known him for a long time. So I was like, hey, you know, JP, I know you got connections. So he hooked me up. Me and my buddy went down there. Next thing you know, we're yet, we had backstage passes. But he was very somber that day, Elvis, because he lost his best friend that day. No kidding. Guy from the Chieftains, uh, Irish band. Um, and he was very mellow. So what do you say? I mean, you know, I, everything I wanted to say when I met Elvis Costello was like, oh, my God, you know, you're Elvis Costello. And now you're like, God. sorry for your loss. That's what I, I mean, said. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. You know, everybody else like, well, I was like, hey, man, I'm sorry to hear about you. He's like, oh, thanks, mate. You know, and give me a bro hug. And that was it. He, was always like, put, he always seemed like he put on a good show. It's, he's amazing, amazing. Speaking of putting on good shows and musicians... We have somebody in the audio uh, in our our studio right now. We do, we do. In the studio with us, we have the band. Would you kindly welcome to the program, guys? Hello, hello. hello. They're all local musicians. Local musicians, which we we try to bring on as as often as we can. Almost every week, we have a local musician or someone local-ish. Sometimes we'll mm-hmm. reach up to you know Milwaukee or down to Chicago, but we we like to keep it pretty local. So we're glad you guys are here. Yeah, we're happy to be here. 
Well, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves first and uh, first, how, how you first, came to be a band? First, let's introduce each one of you. Each one step in front of the microphone and say your name. Hey, I'm Kathleen Nottingham. All right. I am Gina DeSalvo. My name is Paul Hoskins. All right. So we have Kathleen, Gina, and Paul here, and you can't see it because it's on the radio, but Kathleen has a a violin in her hands, and Paul's got the guitar, and so Gina is the singer, and I've seen her sing before, and uh, it's been uh, been an entertaining entertaining show uh, every time I've seen it so far. Thank you. How long have you guys been playing together? So the band started as just a two-piece acoustic thing, hanging out at open mic nights about a year ago, just with me and Paul, we decided we wanted to play some music for the fun of it. And then we met Kathleen. And so we asked her, you know, come up and play with us a couple times. Turned out it was really cool and we really liked it. Um, we started, people started asking us, you know, are you going to book shows? Are you going to play out? And how do you say no to that? So we started playing music as a band about four months ago. Okay. Um, Two in June when we officially had you, yeah. So two months ago, we started actually playing out as a band. Since then, we've gotten a bassist, Daniel Harrison, and a drummer, Jake Kleinhart. Um, So we now can play acoustic, as we're going to today, but also as a full band, um, which is how we do most of our uh, larger shows. Gotcha. So you do a good mix of of, uh, covers and originals? Are you only covers? Are you only originals? We do a mix of covers and originals. We do have a full hour or a little bit more than worth of original music, and we're always writing. I mean, we wrote a song last night. Uh, We were up until 2 in the morning working out some new lyrics and some new guitar riffs. Very cool. Um, But we do play a good mix of covers, a good variety of covers, too. We like to play some songs that are a little bit older, a little more classic, and also some more recent pop, rock, alternative-type music. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to hear mostly originals. Um, we're we're going to hear mm-hmm. originals t- uh, t- tonight, but yeah. tell us some of your favorite covers. Ooh, favorite covers. Ooh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> House of the Rising Sun? We, we do. Yeah. We play House of the Rising Sun. Um, we actually played that at a Battle of the Bands a couple weeks ago, up at 1175. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a blast. Their stage there is, like, they just have, like, super... Ricky Storbeck is the owner out there, and he's just he's running a really great thing out there. Like he make he does yeah. all the sound check himself, singing to the mic and everything, and the um, the level of the lighting and the sound there is just very professional, great. So it was an awesome experience for us to jump. Yeah, up there. I'm hearing good things about 1175, yeah. and, and they're drawing big bands coming in there too. Oh yeah, yeah. Have, I think they have saliva coming in soon, like mm-hmm. uh, mixed opening. Mixed Company won the Battle of the Bands. So yeah, Mixed Company. Oh, man, I like Mixed Company. Yeah, yeah Rito's yeah. in that band. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, actually, That's the John's song. first weekend of October, we're going to be playing there with Betsy Aid. We're opening for her uh, nice. October 5th yep. up at 1175. We're really excited to be doing that. Oh, you've got some You've got some good dates. And, of course, you're going to be on the Songs of Freedom Music Festival, which uh, is on the 28th of September, which uh, Betsy's yes. also playing there. And Very uh, you're about one of show. 11 one of 11 bands that has actually volunteered to come and play for this cause. And, and I, I want to say, first of all, thank you for, for agreeing to do that. And uh, the group that we're supporting uh, is a fantastic group. We'll talk a little bit uh, more about them later. Uh, tell us how you got your name, would you kindly? <laughs> because we've been wondering, it's such a polite name. Yeah, so, it's so polite. <laughs> would you kindly? But of course I will. Would um, you kindly come to our show? Yeah, w- that- <laughs> would you kindly um, join us? On stage for a song is actually how we asked her that oh, one really? time. Okay. Um, <laughs> but the band name came about, uh, we were playing the open mics, and uh, we were told, well, you need a band name. So me and Paul were thinking, sitting at the bar, drinking a martini or whiskey or something, 
and um, thinking about it. And there's a video game called Bioshock. It's something we bonded over when we first met. His dog is named after a character in the game. And would you kindly is the phrase in the game that it's like a, what is it called when it's like a subliminal message that triggers like sleeper spice? Okay. That was the trigger phrase in the game. Uh, would you kindly? Would you kindly? So it's very nice, but it's mm-hmm. also got some, got some other undertones to it, kind of like sure. our music. Yeah. So you're triggering sleeper spice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, would you kindly listen to our music? Would you kindly like us on Facebook? Like, yeah. you know, we're, would you we're slipping it in there. Would you kindly come to our shows? Well, exactly. Would you, cli- would you kindly play us a song? Yes, yes we will. What are you gonna um, What are you gonna play for your first? Uh, we're going to start with the song, um, probably the first original we really locked down as a band, acoustic or full band. Um, this song is called Let the Curtain Fall. All right. All right. Would you kindly with Curtain Fall?
outstanding. Thank you, thank, thank you. you. You're not very shy, are you? Are you, Gina? You're no, no, you're not. Not girl. even a little. Not <laughs> even a little bit. I love, I love your energy. It thank just you. is fantastic, <laughs> and your personality is is great. And you need that in a band too. Is I mean, uh, I did, the other ones, you guys are a little more subdued, a little, little bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, Phil, uh, not when we have room on the stage. Yeah, <laughs> all right, there you are. So, all right. So now I want to know musical influences. David, who is who's who is your guitar idol? Who's your guitar god? That's totally uh, Paul though. Paul. Paul. I, call, <laughs> I just called him Philip and you just called him uh, David. Oh, I know. So <laughs> his name is Paul. That's all right. It's all uh, good. So Names yeah, but it's Paul. If you're um, left-handed, then I would have called you Paul because I'd have been thinking right. Cartney. You know, Our bassist is left-handed. Yeah, oh, we there we go. We well, then we'll call him Paul. There we go. It took us forever to find him a bass yeah. because we went to every every single used music store around this place to find a bass. Wow. And it took us forever to find a lefty bass. <laughs> just get him uh, a stand-up bass. Yeah, right? Okay. Goes uh, well. Trust me, I wish I could play that. Yeah, right. string it, <laughs> it, that ain't easy. You take a no, stand-up and you string it backwards. I could watch that all day long. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, so my my guitar influences, I just actually I talked to a coworker about this. It was right around the corner from me. We talk about this kind of stuff all the time. And, you know, I was telling him I'd, it changes month to month, really. It all depends on who I'm grooving with. You know, right. he asked me this last week, and I've been listening to a lot of Led Zeppelin. Jimmy Page has kind of been grooving for me for the last, you know, couple of weeks and mm -hmm. when I'm songwriting and stuff like that. But I also, the first guitar I ever bought was a Dimebag Daryl signature guitar. Hello. Yeah. I, you know, I, I used to play in a metal band before this, so, you know, that was a big that was mm -hmm. a big influence for me. You know, Iron Maiden was one of the first yeah. bands I ever listened to. Nice. It's all of those guys, and, uh, you know, I've got other bands tattooed on my forearm here. You know, Claudio Sanchez and uh, Travis Stever from Coheed are Coheed. major, mm -hmm. major influences for me. You know, nice. J.B. Brubaker from it's, August Burns It's Red. funny you bring up Iron Maiden. I was just reading an article about the business moxie of Bruce Dickinson. Oh, yeah, and, he's uh, a pilot. Yeah, he's a he's pilot. Flies, he's like he flies insane. Him. Yeah. yeah, he is a super solid, like straight as an arrow kind of guy. Who yeah. played oh, yeah. a, even when they had that band, that was a persona that the guy mm -hmm. played. Which was something that a lot of people didn't realize. Yeah, but, yeah. you but, know, we uh, were talking about how much money we'd save if we got a, you know, just one of those VW minibus to tour around. <laughs> there it, you go. But maybe I'm just gonna go get. Maybe I'm gonna go take some flight lessons, and we'll just save money that way. There. You <laughs> <go>. <laughs> uh, musical influences for me. So, I was. Trained from a very young age in opera. Uh, that's okay. how I got all of my powers. Trained in opera, followed by jazz, followed by Broadway. Listened to a lot of country. So you probably have sitting somewhere in your house the 24 Italian songs in Aria's book, don't you? The first song I ever learned how to sing was Ave Maria. And that's because my, my grandfather was uh, an Italian opera singer. And okay, so nice. I learned that. That's one of the first songs I ever learned how to sing. And, like, rest his soul, the last thing he ever heard me sing was that song. Oh. Um I've, I visited him a year before he passed, and it was mm -hmm. a beautiful experience um, for me. But as a like, what we're writing in, now in, in Italy? Uh, no, not in Italy. Oh, He's okay. in Florida. <laughs> well, okay. he was in Florida. Gotcha. Um, I went down to visit him uh, about nine months before he died, and I sang it for him, and it was a really cool thing because he sang it for me my whole childhood. Um, but musically, like how I write and the type of music that I love to play, there's an artist that you probably won't know. She's from Canada. Her name is Alex Johnson. She's been mm -hmm. she played in Chicago twice. Um, she's a, you know, pop acoustic singer and I have idolized her since I was very small. Um, my vocal styling is when we're playing now, the music style that we play now is very inspired by her, mm -hmm. gotcha. um, and the music she makes. So I, I love about having younger artists in, in our studio cause I'm an old man <laughs> is learning about newer music Absolutely. and, and, and yeah. what good newer <laughs> music. Because yeah. believe me, I, I've, I've you been have to a lot of different genres. If you want to find good music in this generation, you have to actually ask 
musicians because yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. kids who are not musicians, musicians. some of the junk they listen to. <laughs> oh my I mean, God. it's it's unbelievable. It's a bunch of crap that hippity hopping all that stuff. Oh, and then as soon as they meet anybody with an ounce of talent and you start asking them like who their influences are, and look what you got out of Paul, Jimmy Page. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Page is who we idolized when I was a kid. Jimmy Page is who they idolized when my dad was a kid. Mm-hmm. So it's it's pretty cool to hear that mm-hmm. and then hear some new stuff as 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 well. Uh, so, local local schools educated or um, educated? Uh, yeah, I went to Robert Morris University in Chicago okay. for culinary arts. Gotcha, right. gotcha. Uh, my degree in culinary right. arts. So we business. need to get her her influences. Oh, yeah. yeah, gotcha. Yeah, we're yeah, we're Kath- is Kathleen. <laughs> Kathleen is it? Yes, it right? Kathleen. Okay. Kathleen. Um, so I am also like I'm a classically trained violinist. Mm-hmm. I've been playing for over twenty years now. Um, musical influences would say. Uh, Itzhak Perlman is a fantastic oh cli- hmm. classical violinist. I've seen him play a couple times, and uh, he he plays with the Chicago Symphony Orchestra yeah. at Ravinia mm-hmm. pretty much every year now lately. Um, but for other music, uh, I hung out with a lot of... I went to UW-Eau Claire for school, and I hung out with a lot of jazz musicians, and I was always imp- impressed by their ability to improv and do things like that, and so um started listening to a lot of that kind of stuff. Um Django Reinhardt is mm-hmm. a famous like jazz improv gypsy style I violin do know that. player. I know who that is. Yep. Um, and then like other music, I I'm obsessed with Radiohead. <laughs> so <laughs> you gotta throw that one out there. <laughs> all right, all right. So, Radiohead. Yeah, good mix of, I little listen to a little bit of everything pretty much. So. Yeah. I think you have to really yeah. to be a well well rounded musician. Yeah. I mean, you have to have some type of appreciation for every every genre, or <laughs> or have a favorite in, in them. That's a lot of why our band ends up working, actually, is all yeah. five of us, even the two that aren't here, are classically trained in multiple instruments, and, and we also, all have entirely different backgrounds that we grew up with. Yeah. Wow. yeah, our music tastes are so different, so you get a little bit of everything. When you listen to our originals, the one we just played is very upbeat, very mm-hmm. light, kind of mm-hmm. groovy, but we've got songs that hit a lot harder. We've got songs that are more of a power ballad. We've got songs that are a little, have a little more of a rock edge or okay. a swing edge or that are very violin heavy. We use our skills, our varied skill sets, to really bring out our music. Mm-hmm. And that's something I'm super proud of, to be to be able to play with these guys who are so talented that they're able to adapt. Right. And we all do. I mean, she started improv by improving with us. So did our drummer. Nice. Like they, I think it was one of the greatest things ever ever come about is if you're just messing around. Mm-hmm. Now, wait, and you, and you which, catch a tune, catch a riff. Which open mic did you guys first meet at? Was it... Uh... In the, town, the one at Sazzy B. The one at Sazzy? On okay, Tuesdays. gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Shane runs a really good open mic. Yeah, um, it's, it's Shane Madsen. A uh, mixed company. He runs an open mm-hmm. mic yep. there and at Rustic Road on Monday nights, and he just runs a really, like, well, well-rounded open mic. He's always making sure different musicians are going to come out, and then he's always putting in a good mix of new people. So yeah, it's yeah. it's really fun. Fantastic. Well, we've got time for you guys to play another one before yeah. we go into the into the uh, the, the top of the hour break here. Got it. And well, um, so, and we we have we have enough time where you can fit something in if it happens to be a little longer. If 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 you have not, I'm saying you have to go long, right. but a lot of times we don't have time in a segment, and we we got a little bit of time left. So, uh, what, what are you guys thinking about uh, entertaining us with next? <laughs> well, we can do aftermath or Neverland. Ooh, let's do Neverland. Neverland. Uh, Paul, so Paul's we, like, no, let's do Neverland. <laughs> so Neverland is our newest song. Uh, oh, awesome. We've only been playing it for a couple of weeks, but I'm very excited about it. it is, is it about the King of Pop? It is not. Okay. <laughs> I didn't it think not. it was, but good. Uh, <laughs> good. <laughs> it's actually about uh, that moment in life when you're just like staring out the window and you're like, man, I'm really thinking way too much on the past. Time to go forward? 
That's what this is about. So yes. it's, it's very relatable, but it's I'm really very big much on that. like... I'm really big on going forward. There's no use going back to yesterday. Yeah. I was a different you, person then. You can't drive a car and get to where you want to go if you're continually looking in the rearview mirror is what exactly. I always say. Exactly. You're going to end up crashing somewhere. That's right. Exactly. So that's kind of what this song was about, but it's called Neverland. Would you kindly? Would you kindly? <laughs> not quite good enough to take It's become so clear I'm the only one still living here So what's inside these empty halls Stories from every moment I Every smile, every take, even this final heartbreak. I need the time to figure out what happens next. I need the space to find myself again. But I'll keep trying to But I'm the only one still hurting me 
Outstanding, guys. Thank you. Thank Good you. sound. Very nice. Good sound. Yeah, that was... Uh, <laughs> Thank you. That wow. Was, yeah, you definitely <laughs> nailed that one. <laughs> You're definitely going to you. stick around in, for the next hour, right? Yeah, we'll yeah. Guys, I'm telling you what, because uh, we want to hear more. Yeah, we will we be here. We've got more. plenty left to show. <laughs> so we'll be, we'll be back with um, a little more Would You Kindly. Absolutely. And a little more discussion. Yeah. And uh, you guys can play a little music. We're going to talk about the events of the day. Yeah. Uh, get your take on how life is uh, in 2019 in Kenosha, Wisconsin. <laughs> All right. A little more Get Real after the top of the hour break. And we're back live on AM 1050 WLIP. I'm Ralph Nudie. You're listening to Get Real with Ralph. And here in our wonderful studio in Pleasant Prairie, we have the uh, young band, Would You Kindly, who uh, played a couple of songs before the break. And I have to say, I was I was pretty impressed, especially <laughs> what you told us before you even started playing, that you've only really been playing together as a band for two months it normally takes a lot longer than that for an ensemble to really get a feel for each other's timing. Yeah. So what that tells me is that in that short period of time, uh, you must have spent a great deal of time together really getting it together. We bonded pretty quickly on stage. Like it was, we were playing these open mics, and one day we were up there playing an original, and it just clicked. It just all of a sudden, the guitar and the vocals and the violin and the drums just kind of worked. Uh, it was magical, and we all were very happy when we got off that stage. 
but it was this it was this moment where it was like oh okay this is it and we just went from there you know we only really rehearse once a week we do play open mics every week we make sure that we're getting out getting in the community the mu- supporting the local music community because that's really important mm-hmm. um local musicians are where the talent is right now. I mean, there's so much talent in Kenosha, and there's so it's many It's unbelievable, people. isn't it? Yeah. It really, it really is. There's... I don't remember having this kind of talent around here 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, it was there. It, it, it was. This many? Me. I mean, I, mean, I well, always knew Well, maybe not this few. many, but, you know, I've been around local, it, it, local music for it, decades. It seems yeah. like there's been an explosion of really good yeah. talent, though, yeah. in the you last couple of is? years again. The talent supporting each other instead of battling mm-hmm. each other. Right. Instead of fighting for those time slots and fighting for those shows, we're supporting each other. Mm-hmm. You know, we reach out to an artist who's on a show that we really want to be on. I mean, that's how we reached out to Amy and to Daniel to help us with uh, Daniel Thompson of 3AM Saints to help us get onto Songs of Freedom. And we're really grateful to be playing that show. It's such an amazing cause. Mm-hmm. But that was all because of connecting with these other great musicians and right. supporting them back, you know. Um, well, and you've, get, got, you've got so many places where that's happening now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you didn't have, you, you go back 10 years, you didn't have, you didn't have Public Brewery. No. You didn't have, say, as doing an open mic. Or fusion or You what didn't happened. have Fusion. You didn't have uh, now the new um, mm-hmm. the new center. Uh, hold on. The one that Steve Hawkins is running. What's Kenosha the name of that Creative one? Kenosha Creative Space. Yeah, the, yeah. the Kenosha <laughs> Creative Space, which, you know, now they have the open mics going there. And you can sense that between all of them, there might be a little competition, but among the artists, there doesn't seem to be I think it's healthy much. competition, though. It I mean, yes. it's just it like, really it's is. like, follow that. It's yeah. like, it's like we we're push done, each your other. turn. <laughs> we push each other to be better, yeah. but we don't tear each other down. And no, that's the best part about this music community. Um, like, as I said earlier, Daniel, 3AM Saints is going to be playing with us this weekend at Rustic Road on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And we're super excited for that show. We're super excited to be playing with these artists that we're playing with. You know, we've got shows coming up with a variety of different local artists and their support and being able to be inspired by the people around us has been really wonderful. And it's been a big driver for us to keep pushing is that there is so much talent out here and we really want our music mm-hmm. to be heard. So it pushes us further, but it also helps us lift each other musicians up with I, us. I think that's very important, too, that people, you know, they know more of of the very talented musicians that are in town. Mm-hmm. And you can almost piggyback off that, <laughs> you know. And let's, yeah. let's face it, yes. And having, uh, you know... Uh, Having uh, Betsy, what she's been doing, and really putting Kenosha on the map too, as far as you know, I've, I've been, I've known Betsy a long time. I've seen her with many different bands, and mm-hmm. and I've seen her perform many times. Mm-hmm. And for her to get her, um, you know, her, her her place in the sun or her 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 spotlight on her, mm-hmm. and she killed it. Believe oh, yeah. me, I'm telling you what. I mean, I'm getting oh, goosebumps yeah. just thinking about <laughs> her performances on The Voice. And I'm not a big fan of these of these shows. Not really. I mean. But of course, it's Betsy, and, and she killed it. What it was is, great. What is good about what, what is good about these shows, and you know, it started obviously with American Idol and then right. X Factor, The Voice, America's Got Talent. What is good about these shows is there's at least something to watch yeah. that you can still kind of sort of watch with your family. Mm-hmm. I, yes, I, I'll yes, say that totally, totally. Because now the amount of quality entertainment that is appropriate for mm-hmm. for all ages right. within reason right. is is slim and none. And here, the, the the other good thing about this is you're watching it. You know, I've got six kids. Mm-hmm. Well, that's and, it. I have no kids. Yeah. So it's like you know, I, <laughs> I I'm always doing a single guy thing and watching you know what I see, 
And I keep forgetting those people have families, so people we, we see people see the, the these performances yes. and they realize, hey, I might be able to do that. Yes, and was, that's the good thing. I was eight or nine the first time I watched uh, American Idol with my dad. And man, am I feeling I, old? I had been I had been singing. You know, I'd always sung. My grandfather, my dad's dad, was the one that you know really mm-hmm. inspired me to sing. Sure. Him and even my mom. My mom sings karaoke, mm-hmm. but she's she's pretty good at it, I think. Anyway, um, but. You know, the first time I watched that show, I was like, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. I want to be that person. Um, we had a moment at 11.75 when we played where I was. I got off stage, and about 10 minutes later, I was just crying. I was like, man, I feel like that person, you know, little me wanted to be on that stage. That's and awesome. it was amazing. What but a great those feeling. shows inspire those things in young kids who maybe don't think that they can make it. Yeah. And that's the positive, is mm-hmm. that, you know, these kids... Even even the YouTube videos they're pulling up are YouTube yeah. videos from these shows. It seems like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, my my eleven year old will keep me entertained for hours with some of this stuff. <laughs> dad, Dad, look at this little look at this little girl singing. Look at this boy is singing, yeah. and they get excited about it. And that goes back. I mean, I was watching uh, a documentary uh, today on Motown. It's a new one that just came out. Have mm-hmm. you seen it yet? It's amazing. Stevie Wonder, eleven years old, harmonica, piano, whatever. A genius, an absolute genius. He, you know, he wrote fingertips on stage at the Apollo. <laughs> he was on stage when he wrote that song. He just, in, 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 just you know, improvised at 11 years old. <laughs> so it's just amazing uh, the talent some of these kids have. Yeah. And uh, to have them, you know, showcase it. I mean, while I was watching something on Facebook or something, some kid playing the drums, like, out of his mind, like Neil Peart from, from, from Rush or something. You know, it's unbelievable. The amount of amount of uh, talent all the young kids have. Now, what are you doing as a band to get your music out there to uh, audiences in non traditional senses? You're do, you're doing open mic. I know that. I imagine you probably haven't been in the studio much because you just started playing together. Have you scheduled any studio time? Do you plan on doing anything musically that way? We've actually been comparing our options with different studios in this area and down in Chicago uh, within the last week. Um, we've had a lot of people at the shows we've been playing because we've started playing a lot of shows. We're playing mm-hmm. almost every weekend. Um, um, actual like venue shows or shows in breweries and different bars in the area. And people are asking us, well, when can we get a copy of your music? Where can I listen to you? Where can we hear more of you? Where can we share your music? And so we don't have anything recorded because we've only been around for a very short period of time. So we started in this last week really looking into different places and we're comparing those options and we're hoping to have something out pretty soon. Um, whether it's a single or a short EP, mm-hmm. we're hoping to work that out very soon within the next month or so to get something out there for people to listen to. Awesome. But That's you, great. But That's you do great. have a Facebook page? We do. We have a Facebook page, a website, and Instagram. Okay. Um, and those are all pretty high traffic right now. Why don't you yeah. tell us what you tell us what some of those are, and I will make sure that it ends up on this episode guide when we finally yeah. do get it out onto YouTube as well. So uh, Facebook, Instagram, t- tell and us what you've got. So our website is uh, www.wouldyoukindlyband.com. Um, that is the same for our Facebook and Instagram. We've got the same handle, Would You Kindly Band. Okay. Um, so that little at symbol, that's the okay. tag. Does there's any live video way. on there at all of, of your music so they can there get a are, taste? There is. There is on our website um, as well as on our Facebook page. Okay. Uh, our Facebook page, we do live stream when we're doing some new stuff. Nice. The open mics, we try to live stream at least one song every couple of weeks mm-hmm. just to keep people interested. I mean, that's how we got booked. There's a really great venue 
out in East Troy called The Hive. It's a little meter. I've heard about Very that. familiar with The Hive. Yeah, it's yeah. a great place. Wonderful venue. They reached out to us because they saw our live stream videos. Nice. And so we now have a, we play there every other month. Yeah, uh, we'll you, be there in September. You've got a market with video. And yeah. uh, in my business, because I'm in the real estate business for a living, this mm-hmm. is actually, this is me chasing a dream too, which is kind of cool. <laughs> and I've learned a lot about marketing over the last 20 years that now that I'm getting back into the talent industry i guess you could say being on the radio having musicians on uh booking you know putting together this festival the marketing expertise that i has is coming into play and i see a lot of young artists that really they're almost afraid to market they're almost it's almost like marketing is a bad word to them because we want to be we we want this organic growth and they they have this this we're just going to be gypsies and play music mentality and someone's going to magically discover us and I tell you that the marketing aspect of it, making sure that your message, that your image, that who it is you want people to see you defined as, the more you put that out there mm-hmm. and feed it out there in little snippets and always leave people wanting more instead of giving them too much. <laughs> but the more you can do that, put out little snippets where people want more, mm-hmm. the more you're going to see it continue to feel the demand like, like you're seeing now. Right. You go, now, you girls are the marketing geniuses, right? <laughs> Well, right. so I've been, I went to school for advertising. I actually learned nice. on all the old formats mm-hmm. right before the rise of social media <laughs> okay, happened sure. in like the mm-hmm. last 10 years or so. Right. Um, the th- biggest thing about marketing, like most people, they see it as this like intimidating thing. That's like an additional skill that you have to have. But most of the time it's just having conversations with other people, networking, talking to other people, getting to know each other, you know, just being yourself. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you know how to, plug your website, use Facebook, get on there, just do yeah. everything you can. You actually don't have to spend a lot to get That's exposure true. and that, that to is connect so true. with other people. That is so true. I, 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 no, I, I do some acting myself and do improv and stand-up and all that type of fun right. stuff. And uh, I'll go out to L.A. every now and then and uh, hang with my friends and you know they're on TV and all that <laughs> stuff. It's kind of cool. And I talked to uh, a producer friend of mine. He goes, uh, do you want to move out here? I said, no, not really. I, just, I used to live out there, but uh, you know, it's not feasible my age. He goes, well, just put something down on, on, on uh, Facebook or something social media-wise. and you know, Do your own thing here, and Hollywood will call for you. you know, they'll find you. you know, you got to put it out there. So I'm in the process of doing all that kind of stuff, and it's yeah. fun. But, you, but <laughs> things, things have changed so much in the music business, too. I mean, the days of an A&R guy walking into a club and saying, well, you guys are great. I'm going to sign you tomorrow. That's long gone. <laughs> long. Even, even now, I mean, there's no, there's no record sales, right? There's no record shops, basically, unless you want to do old vinyl or do you know, CDs. And there's it's still out there. Vinyls are kind of making a comeback. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> but but you're not, they're not making millions of dollars yeah. off it like Zeppelin used to do. Right. I mean, in, in in the Stones, and in even going you, in, going into more. It's touring. It's merchandise. Yeah. It's, well, it's touring. It's it's monetizing a, used, a channel right. or a space. There there used to be a time when I would be able to get tickets to a concert, freebies through the radio station. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, hey, you know, I'm go see ZZ Top. Yeah, here's two third row seats to see ZZ Top. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Yeah, great. Nowadays they make their money on the road, so they don't have all these extra tickets to give out. Yeah. We can't even buy them. You know, and that's what, it's, that's what it comes out to. But that's what's going on now. Sure, I mean, t- touring used to fuel record sales, right. and now it is YouTube and yeah. Apple Music plays are fueling touring. Right, mm-hmm. right. It, and, and, it, and, it stood it, on, it has and, stood the whole model on its head. And nowadays, your, your rock stars, I'm using air quotes, uh, they're going out and they're actually touching the people. That's how they go out and do it now. Mm-hmm. 
you know, years ago, you're living in their high castles and this or that, you know, you know, the good years. Um, but nowadays, you, ha- you have to go out. People you have to play live. You have you to. Are. Yeah, absolutely. People want to know you. They want to so, know. It's such a different a, a different mm-hmm. machine nowadays. It's a different type of monster music business. Is. The real buzzword when it comes to marketing now is, is authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People want real. Mm-hmm. They, they don't want super produced. I think they're getting away. I think that's why musical instrument music is actually making a comeback because for so thank, long. Thank it, God. And, you know, and, and yeah, I mean, all this EDM, all this stuff out there, it's okay. But you're starting to see people pick up instruments again and play them. Thank God. Even in poorer areas where for a mm. while that wasn't happening. And I think that's great. I've always said that all my favorite music is before the 80s, before the synth came about, when if you wanted to make your your music sound a certain way, you mm-hmm. had to come up with a creative way to make it sound that way. It was yeah. all it was all on tape too, which was, was absolutely <laughs> Yeah, I go way back to the time yeah. with the albums here little crickle and crackle in the uh in the you know stairway to heaven and and uh the uh dark side of the moon where you hear these little you know hear the needle on there, you know. Oh, it's just, oh, it's I just mean, amazing. Yeah, I, I, you know, I remember I remember back in those days you had to be careful if you're getting it on with your girlfriend cuz you bump the record player and the song would skip. Okay. <laughs> Moving along uh, right. to our next song. <laughs> that do doesn't have? happen on an iPod. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's your next song going to be? Uh, so our next song we're going to play is um, Another in dis- Yeah, we're going to play a song called Another in Disarray. All right. You can start strumming. Uh, it's one of the, once again, one of the older songs that we put together as we started playing. Me and Paul wrote it um, almost a year ago. And we love it. It's high energy and a lot of fun. So this is another in disarray. Write these lines is a lonely release. Words I'm afraid to speak. Effortless rhyme to pass the time. Make it through this week. Tonight I could write the saddest line. She makes me suffer through. Love is short, remembrance long I sound old poets too My reflection shows what I choose Who I choose to be
all comes back to you. Cause my reflection shows what I choose, who I choose to be. See my face and I ask myself, am I who I wanna be? And I'm sick of deciding, sick of dividing thoughts and emotions to parts of myself. And I'm sick of deciding, sick of dividing each memory torn Standing. Thank you, thank you. You got a good sound. Thank you. you got, now, you wrote that one, Paul? Uh, he wrote the guitar part. I wrote the lyrics. He wrote the lyrics. What are the yeah. lyrics about? What's the story? Um, so when I was younger, um, okay. I wrote this song when I was in college, and I went through a really bad bout of depression okay. for a little while. You know, everyone does when they're in college working full-time and trying to do mm-hmm. the whole thing. Something's got to give. Uh, yeah. And um, I realized one day when I was you know, ending a semester, I looked in the mirror and I did not recognize the person looking back. I did not know who I was and I could not do that anymore. So I was, the the chorus is very telling. It's, you know, I'm sick of deciding and sick of dividing my thoughts and emotions because I was, I was at school and at work. I was very clinical and very focused. And then my emotional self was taking a toll and I was losing my art. I was losing my music. Mm. So I wrote this song to kind of help me heal. Right. Um, I wrote the lyrics to help me heal, and that's what it's about. It's about really embracing all of yourself right. in one moment. I, th- I think it's kind of like finding that balance. Yeah, and knowing you where know, I think that's so he- important in our heart. lives. Yep. yep, where the head and the heart meet, right. you create a harmony, and you really find your true self, your mm-hmm. true voice, your mm-hmm. your art, and um, that's really important. And that's that's kind of what that song is about. Is kind of that wake up wake sure. up and find your voice don't be anything else don't mm-hmm. try to make yourself into something you're not just be you be authentic yes. and that's kind of what those lyrics are nice well necessity they say necessity is the mother of invention <laughs> and i find that in the music world that that is true even as much as it is in every other aspect of the world people invent whatever it is they need to, to fit a need in the industrial world in the music world Musicians invent whatever it is they need to fulfill themselves emotionally. And when when an artist is good at doing that, other mm-hmm. people step in and listen to it and buy it because the people listening might not be as talented at inventing that, but your invention fits their emotional need as well. That's and a very good point. It's, it's something that you really don't freely discuss when it comes to, to, to music. Yeah. And when you're listening to it, you're, you're, a bunch of guys will sit around and go, oh, yeah, that song really kind of fits that spot for me. I'm feeling mm-hmm. a little depressed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, of course not. But that's really what it is. Sometimes you need to feel strong, and you have right. a song that makes you feel strong. And sometimes you need to grieve, and that song lets you grieve. And sometimes it's, it's such therapy. It's it such therapy to, to – because when I act, if I'm, if I'm not in a show, quite personally, and, I'm, you know, I'm in between plays or, or what have you, and, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, yeah. why – what – I there's this void and I'm not happy. And why am I not happy right now? Yeah. It's because so, I'm, I'm not like jumping out there and do my thing. You were talking earlier about all the authenticity is what, you know, is what musicians are looking for now. That's what you need to have. And that's kind of what this is for us is that we get that feeling playing this music. We, mm-hmm. we get that feeling for yeah. ourselves. And you know, if you can't feel it yourself, 
Right. You can't really bring that for other people. They're gonna right. they're gonna see it as soon as they see right. you live. But you know what? That's part of how we I'm, get some of the gigs we've got. Sure. Like eleven seventy five, they come out and talk to us, and they're like, "Man, I've never seen people smile so much on stage. <laughs> nice. You guys are just having I'll a blast up there, you know?" Yeah, yeah. Like, the moment I, we all got on stage, like I just laugh every time I see the photos and like some of the video because Paul and I just have the biggest grins on our faces <laughs> the entire time, and like. I'm a super shy musician. I'm used to playing classically in an orchestra, mm -hmm. and I've played in like pit orchestras under a stage, and I feel super comfortable because I'm out of sight and sure, I can just sure. play, and you I don't have to mix worry among about the crowd, you know, lost in the shuffle. So yeah, just like getting on that stage, like I think it really brought it out for all of us as yeah, a band collectively, because yeah. like Gina is a fantastic show woman. Oh yeah, but you know, like the rest <laughs> of us were able to really embrace it and just right, like right, rock out. You right. Know? Yeah. Did you guys ever feel that 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 the music chose you? You didn't chose to play music. When you our writing process is very interesting. So, like I said, we were writing until two a.m. I right. had to be up at five to go to a dance conference. Oh wow! Okay. So that I got like no sleep, but that's because I do not believe in forcing a song. No. If if I he's when I write, I can't around, for, I can't force it. Exactly. He's if he's playing a riff and I get inspired, I tell him you repeat that riff until I tell you to stop, and I run and grab a notebook and I still write. All of my music by hand, all of my lyrics by hand, and sometimes I'll we'll put a song down. Mm -hmm. That song you just heard, another in disarray, was put down for seven years after I wrote the yeah. lyrics because I did not have mm -hmm. the right music. Yep. And he started playing this riff, and I was like, "Man, I have something for this. Sure. I, this this feels musically like what I'm trying to say. That empowerment, that push, that internal mm -hmm. push, and um, writing." music that way has been so cathartic as a musician yeah. but also i find that when it's real when mm -hmm. you're not forcing out track after track after track right people connect to what you're saying um and people feel that music when we premiered neverland um it was at casey's cabin in spring grove we mm -hmm. premiered that song at a show and a friend of mine who was in the headlining act came up and was like i've never heard you sing like that i was like that song's new he's like it was amazing. Mm -hmm. I felt those words. I felt what you guys were trying to, Isn't that to great? send out. Isn't that great? When, when, when your audience feels what you're doing and they come up to you after a show mm -hmm. and they say, what you did right there and those words that you what you sang just moved me and just kind of – I love I love performing because I want people <laughs> to forget about crap. I want to forget about the crap in your life, this and that. I want you to escape with me for a couple hours, and let's have a good time. If there is one person in the audience that feels it, yeah. that hears it, and that it can help them with something they're going through or that can inspire them to write themselves, it's worth it. Yeah. Every time you step on that stage, if one person gets it, it's totally worth it. Because that's why, as an artist, you make art. Right. You make art to impact. Um, the When I first started playing out, I was in a really bad relationship and the first thing I did was start going out to open mics and I just said you know what I'm gonna start playing improv again that was how I got over my stage fright and I don't continue usually playing with people like I, I don't know I was I was looking for a band for a really long time I've always wanted to do something like this and just hearing Gina sing and they're just the music that they were putting out like to really connect with them on stage like was just really therapeutic for mm -hmm. me as well and like i still get like goosebumps right being, even being on stage right. like playing right beside right. her you know right. and, and, you know guitar, and, so. and yeah yeah we're doing it for ourselves a, a little, little bit a yeah. little bit I, absolutely oh, i mean there's no doubt about that <laughs> that we're on stage and doing things i mean yeah that is part of it but it's i think it's reaching people mm -hmm. and it's uh improving not improving their lives 
I guess, you know, whatever whatever they, they get from what, what you're giving to them. Even even making them forget about it for a little bit. Absolutely. Right. I completely agree with you. You know, when I'm going to concerts, I, you know, I went to so many concerts, I can't even count them anymore when I was in <laughs> high school and stuff. You know, that's, that's what I did. And I completely agree with you. When you go to a concert, it's the same for us. That's a couple hours right there that you got nothing else to think about. You're that's just right. here to exist and have a good time with the rest of us. I'm here you know, to, I'm here to entertain you. Make let me entertain friends. you. That's right. Let us entertain would let you us entertain. Let us entertain you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna do. You're not gonna do a riff from the musical Gypsy now, are you? Oh, no. no, 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 no. I mean, yeah. so I so I could, but I would prefer not to. Oh, the, right. fact that you, <laughs> the fact that you know that though is pretty cool. Do you know what it's from? I do. Um, I I did theater a lot um, in high school and okay. in college. My sister actually um, is the production manager for a uh, storefront theater house in Chicago called oh, nice. Little Muse. So Very I cool. still spend cool. a lot of time in yeah. theaters and seeing sure. shows, and I have a soft spot in my heart for musicals. We just rewatched David Hasselhoff's Jekyll and Hyde last week. How was it? The Hoff. <laughs> it's amazing. It's on actually, YouTube. You can yeah. actually watch it. I'm going to have to check that out. <laughs> it's so good. Gypsy was my first play. Okay. I was a kid. I was a newsboy. Okay. Uh, yeah. To this day, when you hear it, and I'm not going to go into the boring details, but when you hear the, the Newsboy song, extra look at the headlines, I can hear the choreographer counting in the background. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm sure you have a song like that, right? Oh, yeah. You know, and I, I just I remember the lyrics being, historical news is being made. Two, three, four. <laughs> you know, and every time I hear that song... I still hear that two, three, four. Oh, yeah. You know exactly oh, what I'm exactly. talking about. Mine is Feed Me Seymour from uh, Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> Feed me. Thankfully, yeah. I was the choreographer when my school did uh, that show. So. Well, I figured, I figured if you're pushing color guard, then you've probably been a choreographer somewhere along the line. I choreographed my junior and senior uh, productions at my high school and then started choreographing color guard three years after that. Mm. I've been a dancer for 20 years. Wow. Yeah. So you dance, you sing. You do it all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do. I do it all. I dance. I sing. I cook. We've uh, all got our fair share of things going on. I mean, we all play multiple instruments and do multiple things. I don't play multiple instruments. I just oh, sing. You play guitar. Like <laughs> What's your your other... voice is your instrument. What's girl. your other instrument? I actually started playing piano when I was in kindergarten. Oh, yeah. Smart piano parents. Was the first, yeah. Smart piano parents. Was the first thing. Parents, <laughs> when, you, when, you, when your kid wants to play an instrument, put them in piano first. Put them in piano yeah. young. Once they can play with both hands, two different things at the same time, they can pick up anything from drums to guitar oh, yeah. to transposing to other keys, everything you yep. need to know. Playing piano in kindergarten, I moved up in, what, third, fourth grade. I started playing uh, drums and percussion in, uh, in grade school, fifth grade picking up drums for a jazz band, uh, and then through high school and stuff like that. By the end of high school, after marching band and everything else, I, like Little Shop of Horrors, when I was in the pit band, I had one of those Neil Peart 360 drum sets really? that had a oh that had a xylophone on the back side, a keyboard over here because <laughs> it was three people in the pit for that oh, whole fun. thing. So oh, we had wow. one guy on guitar and bass flipping back and forth, <laughs> one guy on primary on p- piano, mm-hmm. and then I was all the background noises just spinning around going have, have, for Have it. you done any uh, music for any plays at all or shows? As a band, we have not. Have you? Would you guys um, be interested in doing something like that? I mean... Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have you commit right now, but we we are doing a show coming up. I'm all about. Okay, Um, we've all done our fair share. Okay, all right. Definitely doing music for musicals is something. I mean, we were talking about finding you a pit show to play in. Yeah, Yeah, one of my favorite (laughs) shows ever was probably like Joseph and the Amazing Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, like the (laughs) violin parts. Like, so a lot of things. Like a big thing about violin, like a lot of these shows just don't have a big enough like orchestra or whatever to even have a violin part 
And so it's always fun to find a show that actually has one that's fully orchestrated and everything. Mm. So that, I don't know, that was probably one of my favorite ones. Awesome. So I know they're doing Little Shop of Horrors here in Kenosha. They are. The Rhodey Center for the Arts. Right now, maybe look for some musicians for that. Would you kindly come see Little Shop of Horrors with Would You Kindly? Because I'm all about that. I'm going to be in a, I'm going to use air quotes again, musical at the 6th Street Theater in Racine in November. Very cool. Kringle, the musical about the actual pastry, Kringle. Nice. Yeah. Uh, actually, it's it's a it's They're a sequ- it's a sequel to what we did a couple of years ago, and uh, it's uh, Kringle Two, uh, West of the Eye Side Story is what it's called. So it's going to nice. be a little mix. Nice, nice. It's going to be a little mix. So do, are Kringles condescending about donuts? <clears throat> they could if they wanted to. <laughs> It seems like it seems it seems like you'd be a little condescending toward a donut if you're a Kringle. I don't, if you're, I, you know, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah. I'm from Illinois, and we still sold cr- like racing Kringles, racing Kringles in our. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Absolutely, you know. it's, it's the creme de la creme of pastries. Yeah, it's, it's, it certainly it's, is. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it is. I imagine that. I'm, it's I'm, light I'm, and flaky. I imagine a donut Delicious. must be like from the wrong side of the tracks if you're a Kringle. Yeah, that's right. That's I'll right. I'll tell you, that's the best part about it. So I've got three sisters, and not one of them lives around here anymore. Okay. I'll tell you, that's the best thing with all the traveling I've done. Kenosha's got the best food. I'm telling yeah, you, it does. we got so many options. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, that's why I have a food show. I don't know if you guys have seen. You got to check out Two Six Two Eats. It's on Facebook. It's on YouTube. I just oh, go yeah. reviewing restaurant after restaurant. It's like a little local restaurant review fun thing All that about we do. That life. Yeah, I do yeah. that. Um, I went so I went to culinary school, and I do that with oh, a friend right. of mine yeah. from college. We meet up once every couple of months, and we try a new restaurant, and we just sit there and talk about the food and talk about the drinks and like kind of bond over our mutual foodiness because neither one of us are in the industry anymore. Mm-hmm. It's you guys are going to have to come film one. We'll do a collaboration say, project. You absolutely. can bring your guitar. We can talk about the food. You can absolutely. bust it out and improv some music. All about that. What's your other instrument, Kathleen? Um, so, well, pretty much violin. I went to school for music performance at first before I changed my major, so I also learned piano um, as part of my my education. Gotcha. She does sing. She just won't do it for me. Right. <laughs> you won't? Oh. Our bassist is classically trained in guitar. Yeah. He's actually a better guitar player than I am most mm-hmm. of the time. Uh, and then our drummer also plays piano. Like uh, He awesome. plays piano, guitar, and sings. And oh, yeah. I forgot yeah. Our drummer is, wow. can play everything. I ought to be ashamed of myself can... for not being able to film this today. No, I'm telling you why. <laughs> our drummer can I tried. play... He has, he has told me, and I've yet to see it happen live, but I'm excited for it, can play piano and then switch to drums and go back. I have no nice. idea how, but he can do them at the same time. Now, that would be, you were talking about Neil Peart and his 360 <laughs> drum set. But yeah. can you imagine just playing your, your, your heart out, spinning around, tucking the sticks underneath your armpits, playing a yep. little piano, and then yep. spinning back around and playing some drums? That would be impressive. Yeah. I want to see that. Would I would want to uh, see that, too. Well, we're going to take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to have a little more music from Would You Kindly? She's watching the detectives. Ooh, he's so cute. She's watching the detectives when they shoot, 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 shoot. They beat it up until the teardrops start. And we're back in the studios of AM 1050 WLIP. This is Ralph Nudie. You're listening to Get Real with Ralph. Also simulcast across the world on WLIP.com. We're missing our live video stream today at GetRealWithRalph.com. So if you looked there and didn't see it, don't worry. We'll have it up in the next couple of days. You just won't have the full video you normally do. That's due to our wonderful video producer right now being on his honeymoon. So I guess we're going to give him a pass. What do you think, Jim? Yeah, I guess we are. I guess, you know. He got married. You got to do the honeymoon. I mean, got to do the honeymoon. 
uh, in the studio with Would You Kindly, and I feel we're going to definitely have to have him back so that we can catch him on video as well. Be back anytime. You just let us know. So that was a little Elvis Costello you brought us in with us his birthday today. And, yes, it uh, is. 65 one of your, years old. 65 years Sixty-five is still young enough to be a rock star. Mick Jagger has proven well, 65 well, is just a milestone stones, along the stones way. Stones are proven that. Yeah. So Costello's played just about every kind of music over the years. Yes, he has. Like. I mean, that one there had a reggae feel to it. I don't yep. even know what that one was. What was uh, that? Watching the Detectives is the name of the tune. Watching the Detectives. Yeah. And, of course, I mean, everybody remembers except for me because I was too young and you guys because you weren't even born yet. But <laughs> apparently it was a big deal when they went on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. They, they, they were filling in for the Sex Pistols who couldn't right. make it. They were told uh, to play a specific song. Mm-hmm. They decided not to, and they went live, and they did Radio Radio, radio which became, radio. became a big hit because of yep. that. Yep. yep, 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 and they never got asked to come back. Yeah, <laughs> no. I mean. Well, why not? I mean, you know, didn't need it. No, no, he didn't need it after that. No, you know, I mean, no, I, no. he went on to write a bunch of songs with McCartney. Oh yeah, and do absolutely. some stuff with him. So, I mean, you go from naming yourself after Elvis to playing with a Beatle, I would say that you're in good company. Yeah. He know he knew what he's doing. He sure he's did. He's a smart guy, that Declan. 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 I have a nephew named Declan. Do you really? Yeah, I do. I, I did at the time I didn't know that it was Elvis Costello's real first name, or I would have probably get, I would have I would have brought it up for sure. <laughs> so in the studio we have Would You Kindly, and uh, they've been kind enough not only to kindly play us music, but we've been having some good conversation as well about the uh, the challenges and the triumphs of, of being uh, a struggling new band, I would say a young band, you know, you're two months, that's that's pretty darn young. And uh, it's, it's amazing how, how well you've come together and, and, and have songs that are solidified. And uh, you, when you play your live shows, you also play a lot of covers, of course, which I think is I think is very important for a band to play covers, especially when they're new, because covers are the yardstick that you get measured by before you even play an original. For a non-musician, when they hear you and they recognize what you're doing and they feel like you've done it justice, then that gives you enough credibility to play something that you've written and they'll actually listen to it. But that being said, a good band that does originals and covers always adopts those covers and makes them their own. So what is, what's your favorite cover, and uh, how have you adapted it and, and, how, and made it your own, and why, why do you like it? I think we may all have different favorites. Well, that's, there's um, three of you, so you can go through all three. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I think my favorite one that we do, um, I'm not even the lead vocalist on, actually. Paul ah. sings, and it's, uh, we do a bluesy, jazzy cover of Billie Jean. Ah. Um, mm. And it is, it's smooth, and it's unpredictable, and there's some cool harmonies, and it definitely moves in a way that the original song doesn't. Not that the original song isn't great, because, you know, he's amazing. But the song really, it takes on its own life with us, and I'm really a fan of how we do that song. So you're, you're doing it more bluesy? Mm-hmm. You're not going all metal on it like Alien Ant Farm? No. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, that's no. Smooth Criminal, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh... Ah. But uh, yeah, I, I love my I love Michael Jackson covers. Michael Jackson is very coverable, and it, and it's very easy because the songs are so well constructed. You can really adapt into almost any genre of music and really make them sound good. Yeah, you really can. He's his music is very approachable. Um, that's part of why we do that cover. Is it? What about Kathleen? What's what's, what's your favorite cover that you that you do? Um, I think I have to say this one, but we do the House of the Rising Sun, and just the way that Paul does like this kind of like. Spanishy rhythm on his guitar and it just like kind of just the first time I heard them do it I was like okay I can just rip it on this one and so we added like a violin solo part in there and 
Um, we did that as our our cover song for the Battle of the Bands at live at, at eleven seventy five. So that's awesome. And your your favorite is is that what it is, or you have another one besides that? Uh, I don't even know. Actually, I think my uh, favorite is one we haven't even played yet. We just practiced <laughs> it for the first time on Thursday, and we're actually going to do a different cover of uh, Spider Webs by No Doubt. Oh, okay. normally not one of my favorites, but me and the drummer just clicked on that one and yeah. made a whole sure, different rhythm sure. out of that. So and it's fun. It's fun. We were That's just having a blast. I mean, it. overall, covering No Doubt is like covering Cheap Trick. It's like <laughs> it's one of those things well, that you try to stay away from. But if you made it your own, I imagine it's pretty imagine good. Imagine covering Spider Rubs without the reggae rhythm. Oh. That's how we do it. We took yeah. the reggae, because we, we tried it the original way, and we were like, man, this doesn't sound like us. I don't like it. Not a fan. So I was like, Paul, ignore everything you think you know about this song and just play me some chords and some cool stuff. And he did, and it turned out really cool. So we'll be we'll be playing that one this weekend. We have two shows this weekend. Um, yeah, and when are those two shows? Day. We've got Friday night at Captain Mike's, downtown Kenosha. What from time? From 9 until midnight. Uh, we're going to be playing three hours, going to be hanging out. We'll be premiering three new covers and at least one new original song um, Friday night. So we're really excited about Is that, that full one. full band? Uh, it's going to be everyone except our drummer. When okay. our drummer's not there and we're playing full band, this guy on guitar can play a kick drum while he plays guitar for three hours. I don't know how his leg doesn't fall off, but it's pretty freaking cool. Nice. Um, so he'll be playing the kick drum and the guitar, um, but it will be full sound. And then Saturday night we're going to be playing Rustic Row Brewery. Uh, the show's from 8 until 11. Um, we're going to be playing, we're headlining, and our good friend Daniel Thompson of 3 a.m. Saints is going to be playing the first hour to kind of get everyone warmed up and get the crowd nice. going. Gotcha, gotcha. What are you going to play for us now tonight? You got, you've got got a couple more originals in the bag for us, right? We do. We have two more originals for you guys tonight. Um, this next one is called Love Don't Come Here. Um, it's a little bit darker than the stuff we've played so far, but it's definitely one of my favorite originals that we play. This is Love Don't Come Here. Too tired to say what we need. 
Outstanding. Thank you. Outstanding. Who's well, responsible for that one? Um, the original draft of that song was me. Gotcha. And then Paul wrote the guitar part. Kind of like a lot of our music happens that way. I write most of our lyrics. I think we started that one with the guitar part, actually. No, I had those words. All right. <laughs> and what's the what's the name of that one again? Uh, that is "Love Don't Come Here." Love don't come mm. here. Yeah. I like that. And um, so a lot of our writing process, um, either he'll start guitar and I'll have lyrics because I write. I've been writing for mm -hmm. years, and I've got a bunch of lyrics just sitting in the back that sure. I'm like, when the right song like. comes around. And that's what's been yeah. happening a lot. I do the same music. thing when I write scripts. Yeah. I'll just like, I have this great dialogue. Yeah. I'm just like, well, I have no use for this right now, but I'm going to put it in this folder, mm -hmm. and I'm going to use this sooner or later. It's, it's going to pop up when I need it. Absolutely. Yeah, and that one, that's definitely how that one came to be. You know, he wrote this guitar, and I was like, man, I can hear the melody. It's this thing that I wrote. Man, this is great. And it just kind of rolled from there. I mean, a lot of our writing either happens that way or mm -hmm. we end up writing organically at the same time. Right. I mean, Paul writes all of our guitar parts. Um, clearly, Kathleen writes her own parts because I know nothing about violin. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what really makes a band great, though, too, yeah. is that, you know, everybody's contributing their own sound yeah. to it, um, really. I mean, you know, it's, you know, you got to come t together with an agreement yeah. on, on certain things. We all, you know, pick at different things that we're like, mm -hmm. I hear something kind of here, and we and we kind of have that dialogue amongst each sure. other. You know, our bassist, Daniel, um, he helps with lyrics when I hit really bad writer's block, and mm -hmm. I need, like, one or two more lines. Nothing worse He'll than that, He'll yeah. just keep me talking. He'll right. be like, all right, right, so tell me about it. Mm -hmm. And eventually we'll get something that spurs something else that gets us to the lyric. Right and, you know, right. we've, got a, we've got a really great right. dynamic, I mean. Daniel's really the mediator for the whole is band it? when it comes down to writer's <laughs> block. Uh, it really, he really is. He, his job in the band is not just to play bass. It's to keep me together. Uh, me and Daniel have been friends for almost nine years now. Nice. Something like that. We've been friends yeah. a long time. You need it's always good to have so, someone who can just drag it across the finish line right. when you need it to, yeah. to get yeah, there. Well, we've got about four minutes left in our show. Well, you know what? Speaking of dragging it across the finish line, uh, you know, I wouldn't call you guys dragging it. I'd call you guys piloting it uh, over the finish line. Yeah. So, yeah, I would love... No matter whatever happens here, just, just play. What was that in Walk the Line when they said, if you, if you had one last song left in you and you had to tell it right now, which song would it be? Because he was doing all that gospel sure, stuff. Sure, sure, sure. And, of course, he, he did... Um, some prison blues. That's right. Yeah. That's well, right. You're going to push this one across. So, you're going to push this one across. <laughs> yeah. so, 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 so we just set the bar high for you. So, so once I mean, again, uh, before you start, because we can go to the top of the hour with this uh, website again. Website is wouldyoukindlyband.com. That's also how you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Would You Kindly Band. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So this song is uh, really personal to me. Um, I was in a project before this, and it ended kind of in an explosion. Um, and whenever you're moving out from something traumatic, there's an aftermath. There's what comes next. This band is that for me. It's very personal. It's very real, very authentic, and I love everything about it. This song is that. This song is the song we're going into the studio with. Nice. This is the aftermath. Nice. My friend. 